this is Lorsheng. And Gigi. Welcome to Slice Street, a space where we recreate our post-meal conversations with guests, discussing life, dreams, failures, and sharing stories. Yeah, just like we do after sharing a meal with friends in the comfort of our home. So hope you enjoy listening in to our conversations with our guests. Hey guys, welcome to episode four. Today we have um, a very special guest, Sam Shaw. He's a good friend of ours um, for a number of years, and we've been able to kind of see his journey um, chasing his dream to open up this boba shop that he uh, has been doing for the past few years. So we thought it'd be really cool to have him as a guest on this show. Uh, we hope you enjoy learning more about what it took for him to kind of chase his dream and um, some of the ups and downs and just his intention with opening up um, his shop, Boba Drive, down in Sunnyvale. So yeah, we hope you enjoy our conversation. Yeah, and a few announcements. Um, one of the first announcements, super exciting, um, is that we are finally on Spotify. Platforms. Um, so if you listen to iTunes uh, or is it Apple Music? I'm so sorry. I don't even know if it's iTunes or Apple Music. Um, but or any um, any uh, anywhere that you listen to podcasts, um, just go ahead and type in Slice Fruit in the search bar and make sure to hit that follow button or subscribe so that you are um, up to date to our most recent episodes. And lastly, um, a quick announcement. You'll notice in this episode that we, we're going to follow a different format from our previous episodes. Um, after just some discussion and when we're reviewing our, our initial episodes, we just felt like we wanted to change it up a little bit so that we can simplify these episodes for you. Yeah, we've been, you know, adjusting after every episode has been a journey for us. Uh, but thanks for hanging in there. We uh, we we love the process, so um, yeah. it's been it's been good. So last but not least, I hope you enjoy our conversation with Sam Shaw. So we have our friend Sam here today. We're so excited. Welcome, Sam. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. All right, so I'm going to do a quick intro, but I want to give you time to talk about yourself. Um, so how we know Sam, me and Lorsheng, we know Sam through church. Um, and I think we never really attended the same church community until like post-college. Um, but um, Lorsheng, I think, interned with Sam. And That's right. Oh, I, think it's, I think Sam is just someone you can't miss. Uh, like, even true. if you've never talked to Sam, you'll at least, you know, have some kind of impression or know of Sam. Um, yeah, I think uh, just in general, uh, we both really enjoy talking to Sam about just life, um, hearing all his opinions. He always has opinions about something. Um, and he's a wicked fast texter. Like it's, it's the All serious the thing. Sometimes I feel like he's going to text me before I even finish my text. So <laughs> I, I'm just like, yeah, but it's, it's, it's scary, but it's also very, uh, great and reliable. 
Um, and another thing that I feel like we both like talking to Sam about is music. And for me, I found that on my Spotify, the only friends that I have on that like friend list is Lorsheng and Sam. Nice. <laughs> I was like, that's crazy. Like I always know what they're both listening to. And and unfortunately recently it's but like sometimes they're both listening to K-pop. And I'm just Yes. Like, I was gonna ask if there's <laughs> any overlap. <laughs> <laughs> like I still remember when Sam like talked about g-dragon like years ago and this is the first person i ever met that like kind of convinced me that it's worth listening to but we won't talk about that because um you know i'm sandwiched between two k-pop uh uh we're gonna get her but yeah so sam welcome and maybe you can just introduce yourself kind of a little bit about your background childhood and what you're up to now yeah sounds good um I mean, I think I met the first memory I think I have of you two was uh, a basketball tournament at church. Uh, Yeah, because like like you said, I think we just never really overlap between high school, congregation. And then by the time I was in college, then you went down to Irvine. And then, of course, Lorsheng is closer in age. But yeah, same thing. Didn't really overlap too much. Um, I, I grew up in California. And then my parents took me and my brother, I have a younger brother, two years younger than me, to Florida. So I was there for four years from fourth to seventh grade. Uh, and then I came back for one year before my mom took me and my brother to Taiwan for high school. That's right. So, wow. Yeah, so I was there from freshman year to junior year of high school. And I came back for one year. So lots of one-year stays uh, up until that one year. Then I've been back in the Bay since then. So I went to school. Uh, up in Berkeley and then just moved back down to the Bay Area after that. Um, I'm a, if you know the Enneagram, so I'm type eight, wing seven. If you like your Myers-Briggs classifications, <laughs> I'm an ENTJ. All about uh, it. Yeah, so I, it's, it's just a snapshot, but if you try to stereotype me, I'll probably get mad. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think growing up, there's just a lot of moving around. So I think for me, a big thing for me was loyalty, especially once uh, AIM became a thing. I remember after I moved back to California from Taiwan or from Florida, I'd always be trying to uh, instant. Oh, that's so weird. I was about to say text message, but no instant message, my friends, because that was the (laughs) thing back then. Um, And so even when I moved Taiwan, I would also make a huge effort to instant message my friends back in California and so forth. And so I think that's something that's probably just stuck with me to this day. And probably why, like you said, I'm a really fast responder because of the different time zones and stuff. If I didn't respond instantly, I might lose their attention and then uh, they're gone, you know, and I I don't know when the next time I'll be able to chat with them again. Uh, Yeah. And then, so after graduating, I intern or I worked at church for a year. So I guess that's where Lorsheng and I interacted a bit more. Uh, and then I ended up going to work with some of my friends at Caviar. It's a food delivery service. Uh, at the time, they had just been bought out by Square. So then I guess I was technically a Square employee for a little under three years. Uh, then I just took a break before doing what I'm currently doing, which is running Boba Drive. It's a Boba shop out here in the Bay Area. Nice. How long has it been since you've been uh, running Boba Drive? 
Uh, well, we opened February 2019, soft open wise. Um, yeah, but the crazy thing is like we signed our lease all the way back in May 2018. Oh, I remember so, that. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> so it took a took a good amount before we were actually making boba. So, so when you signed the lease, did you quit Square? Uh, uh, I had quit even earlier. So I quit July 2017. Mm. Oh. Yeah. So a big part of that, I think. Uh, in my role, it was very much, I guess, as grunt of a role you could have in a corporate setting. Um, I was a like dispatcher, so we just made sure that the drivers knew where they were going in terms of the restaurants and the the customers. Uh, and then we would just we're not on. We're, it was like customer service for the delivery drivers instead of customer service for the diners, and so on that end, just making sure operations run smoothly. And I think even in by my senior year of college, I'd already known that I would want to start a boba shop. So it was either I was gonna do business stuff or uh, go and spend more full time at church. So I did church first and then this opportunity opened up and I felt that it was prudent because then I would know what it felt like to work a 12 hour job uh and also just kind of do these mundane tasks uh that is probably pretty uh relevant to a restaurant slash milk tea setting yeah so uh i quit because i knew if i stayed any longer then it would just be this safety net that would always be there and then not make me want to go out and actually try uh, I think even at one point, my boss asked me, like, hey, Sam, I know you're capable of a lot more. Like, why don't you try to assert yourself here at work? And I was like, uh, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> but I knew I knew I had to do that because mm. I think if I actually climbed that corporate ladder at all, then just my own competitive and ambitious drive would just want to keep climbing. And I would never step out to go mm. do my own thing. Hmm. What was the, so it sounds like you going even into the job at Caviar Square, like you already knew that you wanted to eventually quit and start a boba shop. Like what was the impetus like at year three or like what, like yeah. what caused you to finally quit? Uh, I think it was just part of it was coming right out of college even when I was working at church I explored the possibility of doing it um I think it just wasn't really financially feasible at that point uh and then what ended up working out more was just by the time I was three years into or like two and whatever into square all my friends are amassing their own wealth and it's just a lot easier I think to get friends who trust me and uh, believe in the vision and the dream that I have to financially support in an investor role. So that, and then also my initial partner and that I had in mind to do it back in, like when I was still in college, he ended up backing out. So I think it was just the project itself was just in limbo for a bit. Uh, I think I was, I know I was capable of doing it by myself, but I didn't want to do that. It just seems very lonely. Mm. So it wasn't until I met my current business partner, Quan, and then a few years later, a light bulb just kind of went off and it's, hmm, this guy, this guy could be a good fit. 
uh, we're both pretty blunt. He's really good at some of, he's really good at creating new recipes and stuff. That's not my forte. My forte mm-hmm. is just making sure the ship runs correctly, right? So he, he's the mastermind in the kitchen. Uh, so it, it was just a partnership that I never thought would happen. And here we are. So, yeah. So I, so I think it's interesting because I think I knew that you've, you've had this plan for a while. I remember like, uh, probably Lurshing and I both recall like, you know, uh, maybe even years before that you actually opened, you would talk about, um, opening up a shop. Mm -hmm. Um, and obviously there were a lot of other ideas too. Like, I just remember the the drive-in car, you know, the warehouse. The warehouse. Yeah. I remember you visited Irvine once too. And then we had like, we were eating at this, like, um, I think it's called like happy house or some kind of like, uh, guppies, right? Guppies. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was off. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah. And, and then, and then after you were like, oh, I really like that place. Like, and you were talking about all these ideas. And I was like, I don't, I hate that place. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe that inspired you. Like I was confused, (laughs) but anyways, um, so yeah, like, uh, I think it's interesting that you brought up that you had thought about this like senior year in college, mm-hmm. um, which I didn't know. Um, and I thought it maybe was like a plan that just somehow, I thought, you know, it was actually guppies that inspired you or something, but it wasn't. <laughs> um, so uh, maybe tell us like, how did you land on that idea? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, so by senior of college, I had started coming back to Ignite, which is in Santa Clara every weekend. Uh, so I would drive down from Berkeley either Friday night or Saturday morning. And so uh, at back then we used to have small groups Saturday nights. And so after we would all, me and some friends after a small group would go and hang out. And I think I just saw how many of my friendships really blossomed because of those hangouts and the setting was always a milk tea shop and I think one thing I really enjoyed about guppies was that they were always open till 2 a.m or whatever yeah you know we don't have guppies up here in NorCal and so the closest thing back then I think was the quicklies back in Milpita Square but it's just it's so small it's not super nice uh but it was still some place where I knew week in, week out, this is where me and my buds are going to hang out because we're not going to a bar or a club because it's just way too loud to just hang out and chat and do life there. Uh, And at the same time too, if we were gonna go, let's say get an afternoon pick me up, none of us are really big coffee drinkers either. Mm -hmm. And so there wasn't really this milk tea location that I felt did a good job of being able to have people just sit there for a whole afternoon, uh, whether they want to do work or just to catch up and chat with friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think that really started then because of that. And I think also just, I just also remember that at one point in college, I was thinking to myself, wow, look, Boba, Boba is still around. I remember Boba came out maybe as, you know, Fantasia or uh, Tap X when I was like second third grade yeah so Mm -hmm. it was just a long time ago and I figured that if it was still around 
when I was a third, fourth year in college, then it had some lasting power compared to other stuff that was really up and coming for a while, like Froyo. But then, oh, yeah. you know, all these different Froyo places just died yeah. out. Uh, so I think that gave me a sense of reassurance that there is longevity to boba and you definitely could see more and more people gravitate towards boba as like i mean it it's weird because you can't even define it as strictly a dessert even though i guess technically that's what it is but just the way people approach it is just more of a meal replacement sure <laughs> that's, or even just... that's what people have been going towards that's the trend <laughs> we're like i didn't have anything except boba today oh my gosh i hear that all the time i don't really i don't dude send them over i don't know these people <laughs> <laughs> those are the ones i'm concerned about so yeah, it's no, okay yeah. I'll, I'll help i'll help feed their addiction they'll get over it eventually you know <laughs> yeah so i think it's just almost very lifestyle to sound cliche but yeah it's just like a lifestyle movement almost you said you you had the idea or like the dream in senior year of college what year what year was that uh 2012 2013 okay so then 2012 you started having the idea and then 2017 is when you bought so 2017 is when i quit and then we uh signed our lease in 2018 what so like in five six years of like having the 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 dream of opening a boba shop like i guess were there were there any moments where like you felt like in the process like you felt discouraged or you actually wanted to kind of give up yeah. on pursuing uh for sure i think a big part of the initial story was that oh we want this to be a place where people can hang out late at night because that i want to replicate my experience and be able to have this experience or have other people have that experience at my establishment uh so initially we found this location a bit more south of where our current location is and it was just this standalone place and it just looked like a great deal decently big could probably stay open late and then we talked to the the listing agent i don't know two three months in and then finally he goes uh actually uh the landlord's not comfortable having you guys because there's two other stores in the plaza that have some variation of milk tea on their menu and we're worried that it might cannibalize each other. And so I think this was, I don't know, like September, 2017. So I'd already quit my job. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I was like, "Uh, you couldn't tell me this like before I quit. Uh, Cause then I'm like, okay, cool. Now what? Because we were both, Quan and I were both very, very set on that being the spot. And it seemed very promising. Uh, So that was probably a huge setback. And it just took us so long to find the next place. Uh, I don't think we found it until maybe like February 2018. And then 
negotiations and everything took a whole three months. And then that's when everything else happened. Yeah. So during that period of time when like, let's say that first um, location didn't fall through, uh, what was it like for you? Uh, you know, how did you get motivated to keep going or? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I probably wasn't that motivated because I was just very confused because I just felt that there's just so much certainty from my end that it was supposed to be this spot. And now I'm questioning, wait, is this a sign that I'm not supposed to open a boba shop? Like, mm. what, you know, did I make the wrong choice in leaving uh, my job and stuff like that? Uh, but yeah, it was just, it was a bit tough, but it was semi nice because I guess I was still living at home and just kind of chilling. Uh, helped to have a very supportive girlfriend at the time too because she's just like yeah it's okay it'll work out eventually Shout out to Esther. <laughs> yeah and whatnot uh, but yeah it was pretty funny because I also remember one of my friends this one time we were hanging out and he was just talking to me and out of nowhere it's weird because he usually doesn't make fun of me but out of nowhere he's just like Sam I think if I just met you like I would feel so bad for Esther because like you you're this guy who lives at home uh you don't have a job you just play video games all day but you keep telling all of us that you have this great business idea but there's no fruit uh there's nothing to come from it so like how did you trick Esther into dating you and staying with you and I was just like, what? Like, where is this coming from? But it was like, all right, that's that's cool. I see how it is. But he's just like, but it's okay. Because I know you and I know eventually it'll happen. It's just, I'm just saying, if I just met you right now and this is how someone introduced you to me, I'd be like, dude, what a nerd. Like, what is he doing with his life? Yeah, I had a friend, uh, This I hope this is not diverging, but I had a friend like at who attended a wedding and she was saying like the whole time uh everyone who talked about the groom was like you know we're so proud of you for making you know this big decision to pursue your uh entrepreneurship like career and you're, you know you're an awesome entrepreneur and then the whole time she was like what does he do like what is this entrepreneurship thing like what is this business everyone just says entrepreneur but like what do you actually do what is this dream <laughs> yeah i mean there definitely is right like that kind of allure to entrepreneurship especially I think in the bay and so you definitely hear about people, oh I got this like, great idea but I think again back to why I felt like I really needed to quit my job is until I did that and took steps into making it happen it's just an idea it's just talk and yeah so again I think that moment when it through for that first location I was just very confused because I'm like oh crap did I mess up uh did did I make the wrong decision maybe entrepreneurship isn't for me you mm -hmm. know like yeah all these thoughts just come racing through and I think it wasn't until that it it turned the year changed I was like crap it's already the next year we really need to like get on this but it's still the same locations, I think, that were that we had been seeing for the last three, four months. 
uh, in terms of potential options. And then somehow this one place opened up and we thought it'd be pretty good. And it's been pretty good so far, you know, COVID notwithstanding. Dude, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I mean, I, I think I think maybe even the fact that you made those steps to quit your job probably helps you and motivates you to like, mm-hmm. okay, I got to make it work. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I, I, I can resonate a lot, like for me quitting my job yeah. last year. And, and then I didn't, I didn't plan on not having a job for an entire year. Yeah. Um, and now it's switching to 2021. And I'm like, dang, I got to make it work. <laughs> but <laughs> it, it puts things in perspective and really asks yourself, like, what, what are you trying to go for? And is it worth it? And you've already made all these like steps, um, uh, in, you know, quitting your job to say that's worth it. And it reminds you like, yeah, like I, I need to just keep going. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely cause from the, from when I quit my job till when we open, it was what July, 2017, all the way to February, 2019. So that's a pretty large wow. gap. Wow. And I think a lot of that time I think you my head was filled with self-doubt at times where it's just this wasn't the right decision like you messed up Sam uh and I think it was just really important to like stick to my guns uh and just remember hey this is the path that I've already chosen and I think you know even if it fails like so be it it'll suck but there's definitely lessons to be learned from it and so let's just do this do it as best as I can as best as both me and Quan can, and we'll go from there. Yeah, I I told Sam like, uh, you know, if Sam can do it, then I can do it. <laughs> and if if it took like a year and a half off, then I could do it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everything will work out. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think there's just it's just especially when you look at friends who let's say have just been constantly working since they graduated, it's tough to not look at their journey and be like that should be what my journey looks like um yeah i know i I totally resonate because it's it's so easy to compare like because i i graduated my residency program for pt in march or basically Mm -hmm. february and um i was i was i mean that was when i graduated like two weeks later was the pandemic kind of started and quarantined and lockdown and so the job market just you know dried up and so i was that whole, I remember I was actually doing my reflections from the year and I was reading all my journal entries of, of April. And there was, I was like super, I was like, dang, I forgot how anxious I was. <laughs> the, the fact that I didn't have a job and I didn't yeah. have like a direction compared to my peers, right? You know? She is frozen, but that's okay. You didn't have a job and you. Oh, am I back? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you want to yeah. try that whole section again? <laughs> Yeah, I can try. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh! How about now? Let me try to fill her <laughs> sentence. I didn't have a job, and I. <laughs> Am I Jean, back go now? Ahead. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I read my journals, and I didn't realize how anxious I was about not having a job and seeing all my other peers. Like, it's just so easy to compare. Like, man, they they were able to have find some stability, and yeah, so I resonate. Yeah, yeah. Because even to this day, like sometimes I'll hang out with some of my friends who've, who've stayed in their tech jobs. I'm just thinking to myself, man, they're killing it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, sure, there is potential for Bobo Drive to like 
be this wealth generating machine for the rest of my life. But I think in the moment, if I'm just taking a snapshot, it's really hard to not be tempted to like consider trades if that were, were possible for like other people's lives. Yeah, I think, yeah, there's, it's the trade-off. Um, but I also think like the fact that the, what you're doing now is, is unique. Um, and I think that's, uh, sorry, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, I think that's uh, something that I've always really admired that uh, of you that you like, you know, have an idea and then you'll take the action and you usually like are really consistent with it or you'll adjust. Um, but for the most part, you're pretty like solid on, you know, the ideas that you have. Um, so yeah. And I think you think through your ideas for a while. Um, and so I think that's something that I admire and I am inspired as well. Um, um, I think we had some questions about like, just, okay, now you opened your business. Mm -hmm. uh, like, what has it been like opening up a boba shop? Um, what, what, what have you learned about boba itself? Mm -hmm. Something like, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. Uh, I mean, it's still very much so like customer service retail. So I think any, any customer service stuff, horror stories and nightmares that you hear from other people's experiences very much so apply here uh on more positive note i think it's interesting to now be much more concerned and i guess aware of the different types of boba out there whether it's like texture or flavor and just it's interesting because now that i have experience let's say making my own boba i'm like okay this is what goes into our process and this is why it comes out tasting the way it does and then maybe I'll go somewhere else just to try it out, see what they have. And it's like, oh, this is different. It's not as good as I remembered it to be, which means I guess we're doing a good job, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'll take it. But I mean, boba itself, I think, yeah, just how much prep time it takes, where for us, one batch of boba is probably a 75 minute process. And so... Uh -huh. Maybe sometimes we'll get customers who come in and just be like, what, you guys are out of boba? Can't you just make more? And it's like, no, you don't understand. We are making more. It's just, it, it needs more time before it's ready. We can't just serve it to you whenever you want it. Uh, yeah. yeah, so I think is it. there's this constant uh, push and pull of making sure we have enough boba ready, but also not wasting too much in case it expires. Because we don't, I think, Technically, we could leave cooked boba out for maybe four hours, but for us, we don't really like it as much once it hits that three-hour mark. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you also want to maintain this level of quality, obviously, for your product. Mm -hmm. And so by then, we toss it out. And sometimes if, especially during COVID, it's so hard to predict demand. So we're, we just feel bad because we feel as if we're tossing out almost the whole tin of boba. And it's like, so oh. sad. yeah, it, it's sad because it just feels very wasteful. Uh, and then, you know, before you even calculate, oh, that, that cost me like 40 bucks right there or whatever. <laughs> yeah. It kind of reminds me of like, you know, uh, oh, basically you 
gain a lot of appreciation for the process. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like, you know, when you're playing basketball, if you ever try refing, then yeah. you're like, oh, freak, I need to be nicer to ref. <laughs> like, this is a freaking <laughs> tough job. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you have an incredible, you're like, I'll never yell at refs ever in my life. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So I think, you know, just to close it out, um, just wanted to ask some like high level questions. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, you know, as you keep going, um, as you're hitting 2021, I mean, I think 2020 was a hard hit for you guys and most retail um, businesses. Um, what's something that keeps you, that you have to remind yourself or keeps you motivated mm-hmm. um, to keep I'm, going? Mm-hmm. I think I always need to be reminded that we open right to create this experience and to create this space where people could have this shared experience of their relationships growing. And I think in today's day and age, people are going to ask, well, how does that make you money? Uh, and it's really easy to get frustrated when, you know, technically it doesn't, that, that doesn't make money for us, right? Like selling drinks does. Uh, and so I think to remember the reason that, we wanted to do this to begin with Uh, like it comes back and then even during COVID there was this couple that actually sent us an email saying that oh they're engaged now and Bowa Drive was a big part of them (gasps) being engaged and yeah so when I read that I was like holy crap like this is everything I wanted you know this is taking (laughs) that relationship aspect of it to the ultimate degree Cause there's like, yeah, you know, we, we would always come to Boba drive like after fights and this is where we would talk and hash out like how we wanted our relationship to play out. And so I'm like, oh, oh my gosh, my heart. Thank <laughs> you. That's the Lord right there. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think, yeah, just remembering stuff like that is what keeps me grounded. And it's just, yeah, it's crazy that we were able to be a part of that couple's journey. personally or as a business have any goals for 2021 yeah we're actually uh looking at potential boba drive 2 locations currently <gasps> so um hoping we can maybe sign a place and start construction maybe even open who knows we'll see yeah yeah i mean i, I think it's exciting i think with 2020 you know just meeting people virtually uh i can't wait to be meeting people in person and yeah for sure we're all going to go to Boba Drive every single person. <laughs> Meet there yeah. every single day to make up for 2020. Yeah, send, send me some of those Boba meal replacement friends that you have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll do like discounts. Like if you buy for each extra drink you buy during the day, you get X percent off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah, like I had, I had friends that were like, yeah, I had two bobas a day and like I have a boba at least once a day I'm like oh my gosh girl (laughs) um but I was also thinking like it's a great place for you know because of the mission of boba drive you know Mm -hmm. you know for you know dates you know maybe combined with some like uh 
meet up or like dating app or something (laughs) if you use this weird anyway sorry let's not go there um so i think last but not least for every guest we have a recommendation and anti-recommendation that you have so you can say anything that you want um something that you recommend and something that you don't recommend all right sounds good uh something i recommend very self-serving but obviously boba drive (laughs) hey Hey, let's Uh, go uh but on more serious note i don't know i think lately i actually bought a uh a lego set to rebuild Ooh. so i think i re- i'd recommend especially while we still have this work from home time from covid you know go go do something that you used to do as a kid and mm. just like stop doing because it sounds like a waste of time and i think you just remember like oh this is why i really enjoyed building legos or whatever hobby or activity you used to do yeah, just oh. nice bit of nostalgia. I love that. Yeah, yes. Love that. Okay, and what is your anti-recommendation? Anti-recommendation. Uh, I recently tried the McRib. It was okay. Ribs? <laughs> no, no, McRib from McDonald's because it's, it's oh, like their seasonal thing. It's bad. Yeah, because yeah. it's always so hyped up. So I tried it. And I was like, what? People like go crazy about this. Yeah, they do. It's yeah. bad. Like the meat doesn't even, I don't know. It doesn't, did it taste like like tofu, the texture? I don't know. It was just drunched in sauce. So that's all oh. I could taste. Like <laughs> yeah, sauce. basically. <laughs> Fun but fact, you know, Sam, I wanted to yeah. try it. Go Sorry, ahead. I wanted to try it just to say that I've say tried that. it so I can ha- I, at least offer a firsthand experience, right? But I think I've tried it like, but it was years ago, long time ago, because I don't really. Yeah, Sam is like one of the few friends that I know that still goes to McDonald's, but that's just it, tells you <laughs> who I hang out with. Oh my gosh. I think like one meal before, probably before you were married, I think we went to like McDonald's and I was like, this is like the last, <laughs> first and last, you know, time this year, albeit in the McDonald's. Yeah, like, yeah, hey, yeah. let's go get dinner. We're going to go to McDonald's. <laughs> gosh and uh, it was like an upgrade to like eat inside instead of doing like the pickup or whatever yeah, <laughs> yeah it was like because Gigi when she used to work she would get to ch- church early before our small groups oh yeah and then yeah. so this one time we went early and like we saw her there like hey we're gonna go get dinner like you want to come she's like uh sure but then she didn't know where we we're going <laughs> so she's already in our car and she's like where are you guys going and I was like McDonald's she's like what? like that's a thing <laughs> but I, I learned so much and I'm like okay actually you know McDonald's is not that bad it really is a subculture um yeah yeah there's a really- I mean it's like what probably top five most recognizable brands in the world maybe even top two yeah I feel like through this podcast like I'm just a hater like I talk about not liking k-pop I like talking about not liking McDonald's like what's going on <laughs> yeah, it's okay I'm, I'm sure more people probably align with you on the mcdonald's one than than k-pop oh <laughs> <laughs> Aw, sadly <laughs> uh well sam thanks so much for uh, uh being on the show it's been really a pleasure honestly for me just to catch up with you and just to hear about um yeah your business and the journey there i think there's a lot of good lessons that we can all take from so yeah thanks thanks for having me hope we chat again soon yeah oh also if people didn't know check out boba drive which is a boba place um (laughs) in 
And where is it located? In Sunnyvale. In Sunnyvale. Um, how can people follow you? Or Yeah, so you can either visit our website, bobadrive.shop, or we're on Facebook and Instagram, bobadrive. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And currently right now, just is it just takeouts or... Yeah, just take out, you know, all these restrictions. But if you if you do stop by, uh, you'll be able to see just kind of what we had in mind because of the space and just the setting that mm -hmm, we've created. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, all we'll right. link everyone. Yeah. Sweet. All right. Thanks, Sam. Bye. Thank you. Bye. ran out of eggs today oh no and i was like what am i gonna do aquafaba which is the the gar uh, but did you have garbanzo beans? beans yeah i oh, bought okay. from costco you to... had it before so the thing is because i was like wait i really need to get a, a large set of garbanzo beans because i don't want to buy it like one at a time at the store because i feel like i can use it a lot um well, number one, I love hummus, so I can try making hummus. Have you done that and yet? And then using the egg whites for any time I need it, which was today. Yeah. So each can of garbanzo beans will give you about seven egg white substitutes. No way. Wow, that's yeah. pretty good. So it's like a tablespoon, one, two tablespoons for one egg white. Mm. Yeah. So do you have your fruit ready? Yeah, I have my fruit. Okay, what's your fruit? What do you have? So, well, our fruit is the tangerine, right? The clementine? Did we decide that? I don't know. I guess we kind of did prior, loosely. Yeah, no, you have yours ready, right? I did, I went to the farmer's market this morning. Oh, I love the Alhambra farmer's market. Just makes me Wait. feel so happy. I've been like uh -huh. consistently going maybe, well, sort of, but pretty consistently going every Sunday. Um, before church nice yeah how, how much money do you spend at the farmer's market pretty i mean like one week i spent like maybe 30 something dollars mm. and it was like pretty good like that was all the groceries i needed that week and one thing i was really impressed by the produce from farmer's market was um like just like the pro like just like the leafy greens that i got like they just last longer and the quality um of of the produce is actually much better like the fact that it lasts longer it doesn't get all like soggy and gross even though it's... oh yeah 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 so i was like oh wow and it still tastes good so i was like oh this is worth buying although i will say like you know <laughs> i did one time i'm such a noob I, one time i went to this little the stand and it was like definitely a chinese owned farm so they had a bunch of chinese vegetables which was cool and i was like oh i love chinese ca cauliflower which is like you know like the yellow white the long yeah the long one okay and i was like okay i'm gonna get this and i there was like no sign of price and then by the time i got to the the the, the cashier stand it ended up being like this you know yeah, it's like a standard bunches of cauliflower in a bag and it was like 15 dollars i was like mm. <laughs> it was like eight dollars a pound and you know the saddest thing was you I bought it i bought it and i didn't even eat it eat it oh my gosh <laughs> did it spoil or something i mean yeah and i had to throw it away because i was like pushing <sighs> yeah so now i know but i think i've i've kind of have a standard stuff that i usually get 
um, that is pretty reasonably priced. And then maybe like once a week, I'll like buy something out of the out of the normal and like try to either splurge or just experiment. Like, oh, I wonder if like, so um, actually today I bought, I bought strawberries because they were a little bit more expensive than I usually buy them. But I was like, oh, let's see if it's any different. And it was, it was like sweeter, but I don't know if I would continue buying strawberries. And then I bought- Yeah, I don't think that's the season. But it was still pretty good. Like I was like, it was good compared to mm. the strawberries my roommate had. Um, from the store so we compared and then i bought like bread from this local bakery so oh what kind of bread i, I bought marble rye which is my favorite okay okay anyways I was, right. gonna, I was gonna say so i don't know if it's clementine but this is kind of similar in terms of clementine um i was just gonna comment on this fruit and the fact that you know technically it's already sliced for you which right. makes this which is great which makes it a, a superior fruit mm-hmm. yeah so mm, the reason why i said i suggested tangerine mm -hmm. because your father he loves fruit especially if it's free and, and it's from a friend's backyard True. so he he'll go to people's house so basically <laughs> we had a family friend and he you know if he has a chance to go pick someone's fruit, he'll take it. And he brought back like 10 bags um, of it's, tangerines. So it's, it's like literally hundreds from one tree. Wait, and it, should, but it's amazing. You should juice it if it's like too many it's for you guys to eat. Oh, no, girl. We do not have too many. He eats That's like true. 15 a day. You know what's funny, though? Because like our dad is like growing up. He's always been like, we don't say this in a in a... Neg negative way but more of like endearing way maybe endearing i'm not sure but he's kind of like the trash man where he just eats like he like cleans up like if you have a meal like he's gonna make sure we don't have leftovers or we don't like waste food so i like how he's doing the same thing for people's fruit trees he's just like cleaning up like don't waste this we'll we'll take it <laughs> yeah he loves it um but yeah we had a lot but really we we don't get rid of it so they brought a bag for his birthday because the people don't want to eat it. So they bought a bag for his birthday. They brought mm. it for New Year's Eve. And he went to their house and picked like 10. And every time someone comes and visits, they'll, you know, bring a bag <laughs> for him. I don't even know. But So you guys aren't going to be vitamin C deficient. That's good. No, they're awesome, though. Home, like homegrown tangerines. Mm -hmm. Amazing. And especially if it's a little bit cold. Since it's cold outside. Yeah. Um. This is the one that's um, a really easy to peel. Like they just yeah, super easy. Yeah, that's what kind of what I. Have. <sighs> yeah. Beautiful. Um, I've also been making kombucha. Mm. So kombucha to, is that ready? Like, don't, isn't that for you have to let it like sit and ferment? Yes. So for me, it takes about a week. When you make the sweet tea, put it in your scoby, and then maybe five days after you bottle it mm. um but yeah kombucha we've been having a lot of tangerines maybe i should make kombucha tang like Ooh. tangerine flavored you should mm -hmm. you have so many yeah well thanks for listening in guys again a uh, shout out to our guest and friend sam shaw for coming in and um letting us uh, sharing his story about starting a boba shop you can follow him and his boba shop at boba drive on Instagram, or you can also order for takeout if you're living in the Silicon Valley. 
area. Yeah, and just like Lorsheng said in the beginning, we're now on all or most uh, streaming platforms. Find us on Spotify, uh, iTunes, I guess, Apple Music, um, and other places where you listen to your podcasts. Hit the subscribe button, follow us to uh, be up to date on our new episodes, and leave us a comment or DM us if you have any comments about what you want to hear or just thoughts and ideas about the podcast. Love to hear from y'all. All right. Have a great week, y'all. Bye, guys. Thank you.